Hi everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I'm glad to have you back and I'm excited to talk today about five tips for a better launch. I don't know if you can hear but there's a very upset little dog in my neighborhood so I hope that's not too distracting. Anyway, um, just before I dive in, a few updates from me. So on the 9th and 10th of April, I'm offering a free virtual weekend retreat for your business. I'm super excited. I think an incredible group of people has already signed up. There's more info in the last episode and I will link to it in the show notes as well. Um, it will be a weekend full of workshops and co-working space. So we'll talk about finding the right business module. There'll be an intro to work design. There'll be time for questions and asking me absolutely anything, having good chats with kind people and just getting some stuff done so that we can orient ourselves toward what's really mattering and what we want to achieve this year. Like I said, it's free. It's also a primer for the EBC, which opens in April. So that's not like a sleazy business move. It's something that I've been doing since last year. I really enjoyed it. I'm offering these free weekends twice a year. And then some of you will decide perhaps to join my year-long program, which you can if you want to, but also if you just want to come for the weekend, that's great. I think it's a win-win because I get to know you and we can see if we're a good fit. The community is just really special to me and I think it's a big commitment. Um, so yeah, we want to make sure it's the right fit. Uh, the EBC will be available, like I said, from mid-April on a sliding scale. Um, starting at $240, going up to $480, and we'll have 15 spots available. All right, so I want to talk about five tips for a better launch. Ah, where to begin? I mean, I have notes here, let's be real. I do know where to begin, but it is a really complicated subject, and I think depending on where you're at in your business, whether you've launched before or you're just preparing for your first or you're just trying to, trying to get yourself into the headspace, it can be a really big deal and it can bring up a lot of stuff. It can bring up stuff around imposter syndrome, scarcity, finding one's own voice, I think is a really important piece. Um, being seen can be really hard for people. You will need to tell people what you're offering and you will need to ask them for money usually for it. So that can be hard for many of us. Just know that you're not alone. And also just know, obviously, that these things that I'm sharing today are not set in stone. I'm just telling you from my experience what has worked and what hasn't worked for me. These things will apply to both online and offline businesses, I think. Um, but obviously, it's a wide spectrum and some of it might not be so relevant to you, which is totally fine. So for my first tip is to prepare in a format that really works for you. I personally have an Excel sheet because I like to scratch things out and move things around and so compared to like a handwritten journal that feels a little bit easier for me to have a strategic overview over what's happening and where I want to go. For some people I think handwriting is a really important part of a ritual which I really understand so maybe you actually want to sit down at your altar and take pen to paper and write down what your goals are um, how you want to set yourself up, and so and so forth. So that is obviously also totally fine. Another aspect I would invite you to consider is whether you will share your prep notes with anyone, or if you want to keep them for yourself. Um, I think that's a really personal, you know, decision to make. Some of us find it motivating. Maybe you do want to compare notes. Maybe you want to buddy up with someone 
who's in a similar stage as you are in your business um, to go through the process together and keep each other motivated. My second tip is to note down every single task. And I really can't stress enough how important that is. I think there are these like blueprints out there that kind of make it seem like you can just follow this structure or this pattern and then you'll make half a million in a week or whatever. Um, but actually, I think most of us find that breaking the different steps down and really looking at them each one by one is really important for you to get a sense of how much time you need to schedule, where you might need to bring in help, what you might need to look up or learn more about, or how you might you know, bring in other kinds of support to make it happen for yourself. So for me, what I do is um, I detail kind of roughly in the following categories. So the first step for me is to come up with the details. So that might be a one-on-one -on -one offering, a group program, a physical product, whatever it is, I really want to make some time to let the creative juices flow and come up with the details. That might look like doing a ritual, it might involve some journaling, it might involve talking to people maybe it's just going for a walk in the woods or at the beach where I know um, it will really clear my head of the messy stuff and maybe hopefully bring the ideas forward in, a, in an easier way and then I'll write it down <clears throat> the next step for me would be to create a sales page and again that task can be broken down further into things like making graphics coming up with the branding deciding about the words and so forth so again, depending on how big the task is, I might, you know, schedule half a day for that or break it down further and give myself more time. The next group of tasks will be thinking about the price and the size of the offering. So if it's a group program, I might say, okay, this is what I would like to charge. This might be the sliding scale or the scholarship option. And then this is how many people I would ideally like to have in the group. And I think very important but often overlooked questions are you know what do you need in order to feel like this has been a success or how much money do you want to make from this offering be this a physical product or a group program it doesn't matter but if you're setting yourself up for resentment because you're not charging enough it's not going to be sustainable to do what you're doing in the long run so I think as you're creating the sales page and you're thinking about you know how it's all going to come together really think about that how much time are you going to spend on this overall what are your costs going to be for example for software or for the support that might you might need to bring in and then name a number that feels good for you and maybe depending on where you are in your business right now it might not be feasible to reach that number in your first launch and that's okay you can totally you know have compassion around that but the important thing is i think that you understand what you need from this project and at least walk towards getting that meet net met in the future even if it doesn't work on the first try if you because if you're not clear on what you need and what the ultimate goal is um that's really hard and you're always going to feel behind in some way so yeah setting the price thinking about accessibility thinking about maybe scholarship options that you might want to have and then also the size and that could be the number of people you think you'd be comfortable with in the group or it could be how many items of the thing that you're offering do you want to make and how much time do you need for that so yeah we're still in the category of noting down every single task and there's a few more things 
the next group of tasks that I will then write about is writing and designing my marketing materials. So now that I'm clear exactly what I'm offering and what it looks like, and usually creating the sales page really kind of clarifies that for me, I can then go ahead and write as much of my marketing materials as I possibly can. As you might know, I'm not on social media anymore, so it's a little bit different. I'm not necessarily creating Instagram posts, but I will draft my newsletters, I will create some graphics, I will maybe think about podcasts that I would like to be on, um, I will schedule into my own calendar um, notes to make sure that I'm mentioning what I'm offering on my own podcast and so forth. So I really feel that with marketing, the more you plan ahead and the more you draft on a good day where you feel you know, on an emotional high and, and quite creative, the easier the actual launch will be. I uh, really don't recommend that you go into your launch unprepared, thinking that you will just spontaneously post about it or send a newsletter here and there. Um, in my experience with my energy levels, that will lead to moments of panic and uncertainty, and it will feel like you're always behind. And it might just not work that well because in a launch, however long that is, you know, it could be a week, it could be a few days, it could be a few months, you really have to hold up this energy and bring your offering forward. Um, and doing that when you're continuously creating, you know, those content pieces in the moment is really quite exhausting. So I like to, um, you know, batch it and then schedule it in. Um, other things I might do is set a payment gateway depending on how I want to take payment and then um, I might also schedule some time to prepare the actual thing that I'm launching. So again that could be a product that I'm making and I'm scheduling time for that or it could be uh, really detailing how much prep work that I have to do for the program that I'm offering. So this is everything you know that I would recommend we do um, to kind of spell out all the different tasks. And another tip with that I want to share is that I like to then categorize those tasks into three different groups. The first one is admin, the second one is creative, and the third one is community work. And I do that because it gives me a chance to kind of um, move between these different headspace in a way that feels quite sustainable to me. And it also means that I might wake up one of those days and the lead up to launch and just don't feel creative at all. And then I have my little list of admin tasks to do, and I'll just knock a few of those off my list. I won't feel bad, I will have something to do, and then the next day or the next week, I'll move on to more creative work. Um, or I might not feel that social, in which case I will leave the community-based work to another time. Um, so yeah, that works really well for me, and you might have different categories, but I think that's a great tip. My third tip is creating a realistic timeline. That is something I think that we often really underestimate and I do this for the whole year. Um, not always and it's not set in stone but I do have an Excel sheet where I'm detailing every single month in the year ahead and then I'm kind of penciling in what I'm planning to launch in at that time. So the embodied business community for example launches twice per year now. It used to be three times a year and I've just been noticing that that was a little bit too much for me and I think every six months is actually really good so it's going to be March, April and then uh, September when the school year begins and uh, in the month prior to that I will always offer this free virtual weekend that I mentioned so that is just something 
good for me to know in terms of how my year flows, when I might be taking time off, and so forth. And then I have a program called Mending Together, which I offer over um, a Creative Nature. And last year I offered this uh, from late November, I think, up until the late December. And I think I might start a little bit earlier this year, I'm not totally sure yet, but it's generally a winter program. So that's also just good information to put in there. And then last year I ran two more live programs in the summer um, or spring. One was the web design adventure in May and then create and launch in July. And I'm planning to offer those again this year. And so this is kind of more summer-based work and it fits, like I said, into how I like to think of my year, how my energy flows. I really like this cozy, introverted, uh, sweet work in the winter of that mending together group. And then the summer, I'm just much more kind of social and outgoing and I really enjoy helping things, you know, helping people push things forward and creating their websites or uh, launching something that they really care about. So yeah, I'm looking at the whole year and scheduling my launches in. If you haven't ever launched and this is your first time and you're preparing for it now, then um, that, you know, you might not want to commit so far into the future. You might just want to be a little bit more playful and then um, see how that goes and then think about the next three months or six months or whatever feels comfortable for you. But another piece with that, I think, is also to think about your cash flow. So maybe you have different offerings in your business and some of them are seasonal. Maybe you're a herbalist, for example, who offers consultations year round, but then you have these like peaks through the year where um, people really turn to you for certain products, let's say uh, cuffs, cough syrup in cold season or whatever. And I think looking at the whole year and at the, those periods of launches really gives you an, a better sense of managing your own energy and your cash flow. So I have these peaks, for example, through the year from those live programs that I'm running. And I'm kind of giving myself a chance to estimate as best as I can how much I think I will make from each of those launches. And then I'm breaking that down to the month, uh, to the whole year and really think about, you know, what, what are my down months and how can I even that out a little bit more so that I'm not in this feast and famine uh, financial headspace all the time, which is not fun. Um, my fourth tip is to really think about how you can support your mindsets. So, you know, what kind of bumps come up for you? Is it hard for you to feel seen? Is it hard to ask for money? Is it hard to get organized? How do you feel about marketing? Uh, you know, is there some kind of misalignment with how you offer the work that you do? Those are really good questions. And I think it's often in relationship or in conversations where we get clearer on them. Um, that's why I love the EBC so much and yeah we just encourage you to talk to other people who are in a similar spot to get closer to what feels true for you and then to see how you can work with that. Um, I like to make self-compassion a big point um, especially when it comes to launching, seeking, um, encouraging, supportive community, doing rituals, writing, but also making time to do things that have nothing to do with the launch, that are really nourishing. I think that's super important and something that we really should make an intentional space for. And then my last tip is to really uh, make sure that you're doing a lot of review work after your launch because that will inform the next launch. And some good questions to ask here are just, what went well? Um, how did it feel? What was challenging? 
Um, what feedback did you get? How was your engagement? And what were your stats, including your conversion rates? And I want to untangle that a little bit more. So what went well is probably pretty straightforward. You can just take some notes on, you know, how you were feeling and what you wish you had done differently. That was my dog. Um, in terms of feedback, you might want to have a questionnaire for people. Or you might just ask them one-on-one. -on -one. If you feel unsure or maybe a bit shy about that, um, there's other ways in, to look into interesting feedback that you're getting. For example, you might sit down and look at every newsletter you send and what people have clicked on them. And that just gives you an idea of on what people were most excited about. And sometimes that's surprising, you know, but it's really good information, I think. Was after, often after launch we just were exhausted and the thing is done and we just move, want to move forward but actually there's so much to learn from no looking at these little nooks and crannies and seeing like oh yeah you know like that's interesting I'm gonna note that down and maybe work with it the next time. Conversion rates I think are also important and there has been a whole episode on that in the past but basically it's the idea to think about how many people have seen your offering and how many have actually bought from you or signed up. And that can be sobering sometimes. Um, but I think if you have a kind of like creative and healthy relationship to those numbers, it really means that your business over the long run becomes more predictable and more sustainable for you. So maybe you'll find, okay, I've, I've shown this to 200 people and then uh, 20 have signed up. That's a conversion rate for 10 of 10%. That's very, very high. And I think that wouldn't happen very often in most cases. But anyway, it gives you an idea and it kind of helps you to plan as well. If maybe next year you want to do your thing with 40 people, then you know you might have to get in front of 400 people. And you can now start thinking about, you know, how you are going to build that audience and community around your work so that next time you're launching, 400 people will see your thing. And again, I would recommend that if you're feeling heavy around this or uncertain or you have questions, um, talk to people about it. That's really important and be transparent with your journey as well. I think sometimes we think that our um, pollination or marketing process should all kind of be behind the scenes and we're just telling people when we have something ready. But actually, I think it's really beautiful to support other small business owners and see how they're doing things and hear about their experiences of how something you know feels when they're sharing it just makes the process more human and and that can't be a bad thing right all right so those were my five tips the first one was to prepare in a format that works for you then to note every single task down to create a realistic timeline to work on your mindset and when you're done to review the process and see what works and what doesn't work for you I hope this has been helpful. I would really love to see you at the virtual weekend in April. Um, the link again is in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.